Hey, recently I had the pleasure of interviewing two key employees of Global Finishing Solutions, or better known as GFS, a leading manufacturer of U.S.-built spray booth systems. I see maintenance good in some places and horrible other places. You know, I, I do believe they need to look at it as an investment and treat it like treat it like it's their house or like an expensive car or whatever. I mean, really put some care into it. But I see some simple stuff that guys, the painters still miss. Even the best painters will miss some final detail secrets before they pull the trigger. Welcome to the Mind Wrench Podcast with your host, Rick Sellover, where minor adjustments produce major improvements in mindset, personal growth, and success. This is the place to be every Monday, where we make small improvements and take positive actions in our business and personal lives that will make a major impact in our success, next level growth, and quality of life. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Wrench Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Salova. Thanks so much for tuning in and spending a few minutes with me today. And if you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Hey, recently I had the pleasure of interviewing two key employees of Global Finishing Solutions, or better known as GFS, a leading manufacturer of U.S.-built spray booth systems for everything from automotive industrial applications to some of the world's largest marine and aerospace booths. Jason Garfoot is the Senior Technical Advisor for GFS. Jason's a graduate of Southwest Wisconsin Technical College's Collision Repair and Refinish Technician Program. With over 10 years' experience, Jason's responsibilities not only include the technical troubleshooting aspect, but the training, working with all the paint manufacturers, and production of all the instructional videos found on their website. Lance Watkins is a senior territory manager for GFS. With over 10 years with the company, he's held positions from territory manager to business development and now a senior territory manager, leading a large sales team. In our interview, we covered subjects from booth selection, shop layout, and importance of correct placement for maximum production, to proper care and maintenance of all spray booth and spray environment areas, as well as some great tips and tactics for the paint department to produce the cleanest jobs possible and maximize the booth cycles. There was so much great content, I broke it up into two separate podcasts. This episode, we discussed some pro tips on some final paint prep techniques, some personal booth hygiene tips, safety equipment, and proper use of PPE in the booth. Thanks, everybody, for joining the Mind Wrench podcast. Uh, today, I got a couple of special guests joining me. Uh, I've got Lance Watkins uh, from Global Finishing Solutions. He is a senior territory manager, been with him about 10 years, gone through uh, several positions with the company, uh, but he leads, uh, leads a sales team. And I also have Jason Garfoot. He is a senior technical advisor uh, for Global Finishing, and uh, he's been with him about five and a half years, and he's got a great background uh, in the technical side. So uh, Lance and Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having us. Glad you could make it. So, and I know this may be simple, but I'm telling you, there's so many guys that miss this stuff. So, like I said, I see beautiful booths go in. I see maintenance good in some places and horrible other places. Um, you know, I, I do believe they need to look at it as an investment and treat it like, you know, treat it like it's their house or like an expensive car or whatever. I mean, really put some care into it. But I see some simple stuff that guys, the painters still miss. Even the best painters will miss some final detail secrets before they pull the trigger. 
You know, there's, mm-hmm. there's some simple things, you know, the wiping of the hose and some of those things, if, if you could go through a couple of those things, Jason. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff around that. Again, a lot of it starts with maintenance, making sure your booth is ready to have a car put in. Um, and a, a very simple thing you can do there. We already kind of alluded to it, but changing your filters on time. You can get a, a manometer on Amazon for like $30 that reads your booth pressure. Mm-hmm. So if you set that to zero with clean filters, once that gets up to about a half inch of pressure in the water column, you know it's time to change your exhaust filters. Because um, people wonder all the time how long those last. So that's an easy step for that. But like you said, once the booth is clean, how do we know the car is actually ready to bring in? Um, you touched on one of the biggest ones, um, that being tacking off your airline and not just letting it sit on the floor all day long. We see that too, or it just gets laid on the floor and it's in your hand. And if you ever watch anybody paint, their hand is up and down that hose and moving it around all the time. Um, and they're like, I don't understand where the dirt's coming from. I tacked the car, I wiped it down. Everything was blown off. I don't understand where this could be coming from. And they're and the hose is the over dirt. my shoulder. So <laughs> yeah. there shouldn't be yeah. any dirt falling into the hood. Right. right. Leaning all the way over the hood. Yeah. yeah. Or over the top of a roof on like a white tri coat. And they drop a big speck of gray dirt right in the middle on the last coat. Um, yeah. So tacking off airlines, they do make covers and stuff for those. Um, honestly, though, if, if you tack off your airline regularly, um, you don't really need those unless you're spraying some weird kind of paint that's crazy or something like metal flake or something like that. Right. Um, but in a standard shop, tacking off that hose is crucial and rotating your tack rags is another one. So every car that comes in, you should be using a new tack rag on it. And typically what I'll teach painters is a, a tack rag rotation. So obviously the paint line, how you clean a car is going to vary. Um, the type of cleaner you use, whether it's waterborne solvent. So make sure you follow that. But once that step is done, um, you should always have an, a new tack rig for your vehicle. And once you wipe that vehicle off, that is now your hose tack rig. Mm-hmm. So now on the, after you wipe down the car, you can use that to wipe down your hose for that entire cycle before you spray every single coat. And then when the next car pulls in, you open a new tack rig for the vehicle and then your other one transitions over. So that, that first one we're not going to use on the car again. That's strictly a hose one. Right. And then when the vehicle comes in after that, again, we open another new tack rig and the old one becomes the hose tack rig and just that's, keep that's cycling through those. So many people are so many painters. It's weird. It's like they think that thing costs $50 a tack rig because I'll see it <laughs> yeah. wadded up, shoved between you know, where the hose and the uh, uh, regulator come out of the wall crammed in there and they'll use it, you know, for, for two weeks on end and they'll flip it inside and out and shove it back in there and use it again. I mean, it's a dollar, dollar 50 or whatever. Yeah. It could save you uh, you know, a $200 redo. So why not spend the buck and have a fresh one? So I like that idea. I think that's great. Have you ever looked in the mirror and said to yourself, how come I'm not further along than this? Or why can't I ever seem to get ahead? Are you frustrated with life, unsure of your future, wanting to make a change in your current situation, but too scared to make that next move? Maybe you want to reach that next level in life or in your business, but not sure what the right move is. Or maybe you feel the best thing to do is nothing at all. Many of you may not know, but along with hosting my own weekly podcast, I'm a personal development, mindset, 
business and life coach, where I focus on helping people with self-development, mindset, and how to make positive changes in their lives. And trust me, with all the negativity we've had to deal with these past two years, I think we all need some positivity. A positive change and a fresh approach to our life or our business in 2022. Sometimes, talking to the right person can make all the difference. If you really want to start making those changes in your life, take action right now. Reach out and email, text, call, or direct message me as soon as possible. Do it right now. I'll set you up with a free consultation call and pre-qualify you for either the one-on-one or business coaching that you really need to get your life or your business on the right track to success. Appointments for January 2022 are available right now. Yeah, and I, that's, I always call it uh, stepping over dollars to pick up dimes. Yes. Um, so you'll see these people stepping over big money-saving things to save, like you said, $1.50 on right. a hack rig, where one hour of buffing costs way more than a switching to a new tack rig yes. would have. And repainting, right. forget it. You can buy all your tack rigs for the whole year if you had to repaint one paint job. Um, so it's just a, a small, simple thing. Um, and you had talked about too, seeing tables and, and benches that just sit in the paint booth. That stuff yep. needs to go away too. I understand every now and then you need a bench, um, but that's one of those things that's going to collect dust. Anytime a, a bench comes in, if you need to get to the roof of a truck or something like that, it needs to be repapered each time. So put right. paper over it so you have a nice, clean, fresh start. Those things have a ton of little grooves and stuff in them, a lot of places for dirt to sit. And every time you step side to side to go back and forth across the roof, you're, you're stirring up more of that dirt. Um, so making sure those are always taped and papered. Uh, instead of having a table in there, there's a ton of companies that make those magnetic boxes that stick to the wall that actually close. Oh, yeah. I've seen um, those little booth boxes. Yep. Yep. And they're cheap. It's one of those things that's cheap and everybody makes them. Um, so they're ready, readily available. But my, my biggest pet peeve is seeing that tacker egg, like you said, wedged between yeah. the regulator and the wall or sitting on top of a table. Um, and the other thing is the extra roll of tape that's gray because of the overspray. Tape is either green, blue, there's purple stuff now, there's yellow. Yeah. If I ever see gray shop in a tape, or gray tape in a shop and somebody's complaining about dirt, I just lose my mind. Yeah. Throw that away, get a new a new roll of tape and keep that thing in a box somewhere or in a Ziploc bag, anything. It shouldn't be out in the open environment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so what, about, what about painters uh, blowing themselves off before they go into the booth? Yeah, so it's good to be blown off. Um, but the biggest thing is, and I'm glad you brought this up because it's another thing that's overlooked, is this day and age, a, a painter needs to be covered head to toe with a clean paint suit. Um, people like some of the big comfortable ones that you can wash, um, which is great if you wash them. Um, typically, I see people get these reusable suits, but they, they, they never clean them. Their wives um, aren't going to let them take those home and put them in a washing machine. <laughs> right? you kidding me? Yeah. You'd have to move out. Yeah. And that's where I have good news for them. They don't even have to do that. <laughs> There's cheap disposable suits that work fantastic. Um, well, but a painter shouldn't be wearing it out in the shop. Um, well, the reason I ask is I'm in shops, you know, every week and I witness guys in their disposable paint suits that you know, maybe they got done spraying uh, their base. They're going to go outside and have a quick heater quick and, 
come back and do their clear and they keep the paint suit on. Yes. You know, so how often are painters supposed to be changing those disposable ones? Uh, so it depends on the suit and it depends on um, kind of how they spray and what they're spraying. Um, it's going to vary quite a bit, but anytime it starts to look dirty, it's, it's time to change that suit. There's some that change them out daily. That might be a little excessive. If it never leaves the paint environment, so either it stays in the paint booth area or in the mix room itself is another good place to put up a hook and, and hang your suit. Um, they can last for a week or two weeks. Um, once the suit is on, it's, it's definitely okay to, to blow any dust or anything like that off. Um, but usually when I see them blowing themselves off all the time and there's a lot of dust, you can physically see it as they're blowing themselves off. We got to figure out why is this, why is this suit getting this dirty to begin with? Either it's being stored in the wrong spot um, or they're wearing it where they shouldn't be wearing it. Um, that the mix room should essentially look at it like a clean room um, at a hospital. Mm-hmm. So where the doctors go before they actually enter the operating room, that's a, a clean environment. And that's how your mix room should be. Um, wow. And what I tell Have painters. Have you seen is, any of those, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> a clean mix room? Because yeah. I yeah. haven't. <laughs> yeah, it was. And the, the biggest cause is the doors open all day, I know. Um, yep. which is actually a, it's a code violation. Um, not that I've ever seen it enforced anywhere, um, but it is actually code violation. That door is supposed to be shut all day. Um, but what I always tell uh, painters and paint reps, and I joke about it all the time, is if, if painters have that extra step in the paint mixing process, there's a problem. And that extra step is every time they grab a toner, off the mixing bank, they have to blow off the top of it before they put paint into the cup. Right. That's a major issue. Um, that dirt's coming from somewhere. Yes. Um, so how's it getting in there? We need to fix that first. And 98% of the time it's, it's that door being left open all the time. Uh, great. Um, that's a great point. I don't think anybody ever thinks about that. And, and I see painters do it all the time. Look on the top before they yeah. pop it into, you know, and it's like, where does that dust come from? <laughs> yeah. Mixing paint doesn't cause dust. It does my not. Booth, my booth is producing dust. We've got to get it figured out. Yeah. 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 We, we get that one all the time. And I mean, we're happy to help when we can, um, but it's unbelievable the amount of calls we get where they say my, my paint booth is making dirt. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's nothing in a booth that can physically make dirt. Um, none of our parts are made of sand. None of them, you know, are made of, of dirt that's compacted together. It's all metal parts and cloth filters. There's, right. there's no dirt coming out of the booth. The dirt is coming into that environment from somewhere else. It's the paint companies putting the paint, putting the dirt <laughs> yeah. into the paint. So <laughs> yep. not yeah, they, they get that one all the time too. Yeah. It's this new paint line. We never had dirt <laughs> issues before we switched to this new paint line. Uh, it's funny. Yeah. Um, so no, those are, those are great tips. And I, and I did want to ask about the PPP, uh, PPE. So I, Lance, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I do like to see paint suits. I think, um, I think gloves and I, and I really think either a sock and, you know, in a full face respirator or a hood setup is best. Cause I think you can do everything right and still have stuff falling out of your hair, dandruff or loose hairs or whatever, or mustache or beard hairs, uh, ruin all that prep that, that you did to that point. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's, so in our, our training center, which is Lance's background there in his picture, um, 
so we do painter certification classes with pretty much every paint company now. So BASF, Exalta, PPG, AXO, um, they'll do painter certification classes there. Mm -hmm. And the amount of new painters I see because um, the last painter now has isocyanate or isocyanate desensitization yep. um, is, is unbelievable. So it's that suit and those gloves and that the sock, all that stuff, it's not just there to keep the car clean. It's there to protect the painter. Um, and there's a big misconception out there that waterborne is is so much safer um, than solvent used to be. And in some aspects, that's true. Um, and the you base can coat tell, part, yes, the base coat. Yeah, that's it. The base coat part. But yeah, when you look at a, a waterborne paint job, all of your undercoats are still solvent. Yep. All your final coats, clears, all that stuff, that's all still solvent. Yep. And there are still bad things in waterborne paint. Um, mm -hmm. I have yet to see a, a water a waterborne toner label that says it's safe for human consumption. <laughs> um, so I don't think you're going to see that. I really don't. Yeah, yeah, not anytime soon. Anyway, no. Um, but what people don't realize is, uh, uh, like from a biology standpoint and a chemistry standpoint, um, water is absorbed faster into the body than many things. Um, so that water, even though there's less harmful things in there, your skin, your eyes, all that stuff is going to absorb it at a higher rate than some of the, the solvent foreign things out there. So it's, it's no less dangerous. Um, so it, it is crucial to wear a full suit. Um, gloves are obviously important. Um, and respirators and breathing equipment has, has come a long way. Um, the old half mask does, just doesn't really cut it anymore unless you have a full face covering somewhere else. And those uh, breathing air systems, like fresh air that plugs into the wall, those used to be horrible to try to carry around and they could get hot and, and cumbersome. And all these companies have made such improvements to those where it actually makes spraying more comfortable. Right. I just saw the, the Sada one you can even get. They make heater packs and air conditioning packs for them now. Mm -hmm. So if you're spraying somewhere where it's really hot, you can use a cooler pack on it and make yourself more comfortable than if you were spraying without a suit or a mask on um, and vice versa for cold environments. The one side note I'll put to that is follow follow their recommendations. They've changed now. It's sort of a sealed compartment. You used to have to put water in the cooler one. Mm -hmm. And there was a story of a, a guy um, being the cool guy in the shop decided to put some alcohol in that <laughs> and it did not, it did not go well. I can't it's imagine that in a body shop. Or, yeah. Yeah. Drink, can. drink the alcohol after and just stick to water during the day. If you can, there's one in every crowd. I <laughs> there's you. always one. Well, I certainly hope you found some useful nuggets to take back to your shop from this episode. I'm extremely grateful to the guys from GFS for sharing all this information and advice. If you missed the first episode in the series from my interview with Global Finishing Solutions, where we talked about booth selection, placement, and maintenance, please go back and listen to episode number 66. Once again, a big thank you to Lance Watkins and Jason Garfoot from GFS. If you'd like more information, both Lance and Jason can be found on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'll have all their contact info in the show notes 
And you can also find a ton of helpful resources on Global's website. Hey, and as an added bonus, I'm going to post a couple of new PDF resources from Global Finishing Solutions on my Collision Mastermind Facebook page. If you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate it, share it, and leave a review. When you share this podcast with others, that's how we grow. And when the show grows, I can serve more people with my messages. I appreciate you, and I hope you have an awesome and productive week. I can always be reached at www.ricksillover.com, where you can find all my social media links, podcast episodes, blog posts, and much more. (laughs) 